welcome to the Get Naked Live podcast, where we are redefining the strong black woman. I'm your host, Shirley Hubbard, and I am super excited to bring you intimately honest, sometimes uncomfortable, yet strangely funny conversations and real life stories on how emotionally draining being a strong black woman can be. Each episode is designed to help you find the courage to embrace your emotional nakedness, define strength on your own terms, burn that superwoman cape because you know you are sick of wearing it, and learn to love life Today I have joining me one of my closest friends, the Chelsea Wallace, also known as the chocolate content goddess. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, I love this girl so much. Like she, she has just brought so much joy and happiness and peace to my life. So I am super stoked. <laughs> to have her on today and Chelsea is like the person who is always walking around leaving a trail of liquid gold and I'm the girl <laughs> following behind her just soaking it all up I mean like she's just so amazing so I am just super stoked to have her here today I am happy to introduce you all to her because I know your life will never be the same so hey Chelsea <laughs> to oh my the that laugh just gives me so much life, like so much life. So Chelsea, welcome to Get Naked Live. I'm so happy to have you here. I mean, like you've been here since the beginning of the journey. You know the work that, have, that has gone into this. You know the journey that I've been on trying to get here. So I'm just happy to have you here today. How are you? I am so honored to be here. And I was about to say like two things. One, my face is like split with this huge smile right now. And my cheeks are like, hurting because I'm like darling you're going in <laughs> it's all true it's true like seriously it is all true I would not say it if it weren't true I am so honored to be here and um, I I hope that this meets all y'all's expectations <laughs> now she's gotta live up to all that goodness right right now I gotta now I gotta leave the whole liquid gold all over the podcast <laughs> and I'm like lord help me <laughs> you got this got this so Chelsea like I was saying like you've been on this journey with me like for I know maybe a year and a half now and you know mm -hmm. part of my story you know what I've gone through to get here and you know that because you've helped me along the journey and yeah. so in you helping me what I discovered was a lot of times you know what before we do that how about you <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and that way when I get into that part people won't be wondering like okay what does she do so just tell right. us a little bit about yourself right so I am a online business consultant and coach. So that looks like a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people. You, Shirley, looked a lot like business coaching and coaching you through like how, what you wanted this to even look like. Because I remember a point where we started and you were thinking about life coaching. And then you were like, eh, no, I don't want to coach ever. <laughs> Yeah, ever. <laughs> I tried it. I don't want to do it. And then for other people that looks like copywriting, you know, helping them with their website pages and emails. And it helped you with that too. Mm -hmm. And then for other people, it looks like helping them craft the strategy and execute their online marketing campaign. So it really kind of differs based on people's needs. I kind of have a wide skill set and a huge like toolbox that apparently mm -hmm. is full of liquid gold. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, I help women business owners who have personal brands online and the message of transformation that they want to share with the world. Absolutely. And, and let me tell y'all, she's so good at it, but we're going to talk about that later on. But she's amazing <laughs> at what she does because Chelsea helped me to come to terms with my journey. She helped me to understand the things that I had gone through and why I had gone through them and how I was living with guilt and shame. And so that's why I said she helped me pull my story out. And so Chelsea, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit mm-hmm. as it relates to the strong black woman, because what I learned in you helping me, you know, come to grips with with the things that I had been through, I learned that a lot of my unwillingness to get emotionally naked was rooted and grounded in guilt and shame because I was afraid to let people see some of the choices that I had made in my life and how those choices came with dire consequences. So let's talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we as women are afraid to embrace our emotional nakedness and how does guilt and shame play a role in that? Yeah, um, I think that <laughs> that's such a learned question. <laughs> we are we we tend to get into this place of wanting to, and I'm sure like you said this, Shirley. I've said this, wanting to live up to a standard that somebody else has set for us, or even we have set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. This kind of picture perfect woman, and whatever that's supposed to mean, right? Because right. I mean, hello, right. perfection <laughs> is not even. <laughs> It does not exist. Either it doesn't exist or you acknowledge that you are perfect just as you are right now. And that perfection exists in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. Um, But to the whole thing of really examining and carrying the weight of the choices that we've made in the past that have not lived up to that perfect woman standard. Mm-hmm. Like we end up in this place of either not wanting to acknowledge those for fear of what people might think, for fear of rejection, for or fear of even diminishing our own like sense of self. Like I don't know if um I feel like I've told you the story before, Shirley, but um mm-hmm. You, you may or may not know it. Um, when I was in high school, one of my <laughs> one of my teachers said to me that I have so much potential, I should go cure cancer or something. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Talk about expectations. <laughs> right. Talking about setting a standard. Right. And I I wasn't like necessarily pressured by that. And I was, of course, like super proud that she saw that in me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I always am striving to whatever I do, live up to that standard of curing cancer or something. Wow. So in, wow. So in business, I'm like, okay, what's the version of curing cancer in online business? I mm-hmm. got to be that what's the version of curing cancer in my personal life i gotta be that what's the version of curing cancer in my relationships i gotta be that and it's this ridiculously high standard that i've set Mm -hmm. for myself and envisioned this like destination Mm-hmm. instead of realizing that the becoming is in the journey it's not in the destination wow. and you I never love that you never get you you're never at the end of at the end of your life you won't be able no one besides jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> ever been able to say that i have perfected myself right 
we are eternal beings with eternal souls whether you believe in god or not whether you're atheist or not like there is there is something within you there is a spirit within you Mm -hmm. and that is not quantifiable by arriving at a perfect version of yourself absolutely i love that so i say all that (laughs) say that the becoming is in the journey the the standard that we're seeking is in the day-to-day breathing and living and I think like when we carry around all of that guilt of our past choices Mm -hmm. and that shame we forget that we're looking for a destination instead of being as we are right now and allowing the world to see us as we are yeah I totally agree so would you say that that guilt and shame or not being able to effectively process our emotions is passed down from generation to generation? Or did we just wake up ashamed one morning? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. It kind of feels like, you, like it yeah. feels like, you know, I woke up ashamed this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wait, what? Where right. did this come from? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, think, I think it's probably a little bit of both, to be honest. I feel like um, I won't, <laughs> I feel like it is definitely passed down from generation mm-hmm. to generation. Like you most definitely learn shame. Mm-hmm. Like you learn the things that you should be ashamed of. You learn the things that you should hide as kids. We're kind of like running all over the place. We're out there. We're like, hey world, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You never listen. I I watch some of these babies in church and these kids like lifting up them clothes, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. ripping off all their clothes. I'm like, they, they don't know anything. They don't know anything. They don't know to be ashamed. They don't know anything about shame. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, one day, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't do that. That's don't not. Do that. That's not allowed. You can't show that. You can't say that. You should hide that. And so I think we learn shame mm-hmm. from the previous generations before us. But I mm-hmm. also think that there is an awareness in a moment that happens mm-hmm. where you realize, oh, this is the consequence. Either you, you learn this is the consequence of saying something. So you learn to hide it. Right. Or, you, or this is the consequence of doing something. So you learn to hide it. Or you watch others around you hide certain things you watch others not say certain things not Mm -hmm. be certain things and so you learn those are the things that you should hide and be ashamed of and carry guilt about as well um I think like surely something that we've talked about a whole lot is this whole Adam and Eve thing Mm -hmm. the origin of shame right Mm -hmm. exactly yeah (laughs) the origin of shame like um and uh, for those of us who are Christians we know the story Adam and in the beginning God created the beginning And Adam and Eve were in the garden. Life was great. Things were beautiful. They were Mm -hmm. naked. They like had great sex. All the animals, like everything Mm -hmm. was great. Everything was great. Yeah. And then uh, they ate the fruits, the Mm -hmm. forbidden fruit, and their eyes were opened, and they saw that they were naked. I think the Bible actually says they saw that they were naked. And then they sewed fig leaves and hid themselves because somehow something that had been great and wonderful and to be celebrated all this time was now something to be hidden. Right, right. And ashamed of and not shared with each other or with God. And I think.
think there's this thing of kind of jumping a bit back to the standard, like feeling like we have fallen short of the standard and so we should hide. Mm. When, when in fact, it's almost always the opposite. Like when you've fallen short of the standard is when you need to show and when you need to press in and push closer. We don't do that. No, we don't. When we fall short, we immediately go into hiding. Mm-hmm. That is so Most good. definitely. Most definitely. Like if... I, because I, this is something that I actually think about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if Adam and Eve had come to God when he came down in the garden looking for them, mm-hmm. instead of hiding, I feel like the, the outcome would have been a little bit different, mm-hmm. to be honest. <laughs> like, I, I, I still think, of course, there would have been consequences because right. God did say, you will surely die. Right. But like, they, they hid. And then they put up these walls by playing the blame game, like these defensive walls mm-hmm. by saying, Adam says, the woman you gave me and then the woman says the serpent did this so everybody's like playing the blame game not owning their choices not coming to terms with true i feel guilt for falling short of the standard right and and instead of like pushing into god and pushing into each other people connection showing bearing yourself getting naked we hide we pull away we get defensive we Mm -hmm. blame we disconnect and so I think, I mean, it, to, to jump back to your original question, it's, it's definitely passed on for sure. It's mm-hmm. from it's from that moment. From that moment, shame became almost an, a, a, a natural a, part of life. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and like, it, yeah. It, it's almost like we have a destiny to be aware of shame as long mm-hmm. as we're born on the earth. And, but it's and to that, us what we do with that. That's exactly what I was going to say, Cheryl. <laughs> like, it's totally up to us what we do with it. Because, I mean, the truth is we do fall short of standards we set for ourselves that's mm-hmm. life we disappoint ourselves people mm-hmm. disappoint us we disappoint other people mm-hmm. so what do you do when that happens do you hide do you get defensive mm-hmm. do you pull away do you disconnect or do you get naked do you say hey yo look i'm a hot mess i kind of need what it is help. this is what it is if you can help great if you can't can you just like show me mercy grace forgiveness mm-hmm. because i'm sure secretly you're probably a hot mess too exactly because we, we all have our issues let's just be we real. do we all we have do. our issues we've all made some some poor choices in our life it's not mm-hmm. the, not the first time definitely won't be the last but nope. it's all in how you handle that situation like mm-hmm. i know for me when things happen in my life chelsea you know because we've talked about it, like i immediately go into hiding and i and and i lock myself in in the bedroom and i cry for days but when i come out of the bedroom like i'm good girl I done put the mask mm-hmm. on and, mm-hmm. and, and life is good or at least that's what people on the outside looking in think but I yeah. think that we at, as women as individuals as Christians we have to get to a point where we're okay with being naked before people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being naked being naked before ourselves like there's no shame yep. ourselves there's, yep. there's no shame shame in that we, we absolutely have to get to that point so Chelsea have you experienced a time in your life where it was you know a bit challenging for you to get naked before your oh girl please (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the story of my life (laughs) 
I have always, it wasn't, to be honest with you, it wasn't until maybe um, like probably three or so years ago, mm-hmm. three to four years ago, where I really started getting naked with myself mm-hmm. and naked before God. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't even like, it, it just, there came a point in my life where I was just like tired of lying to myself mm-hmm. because that's, that's what happens when you hide. Right. That's what happens when you cover things up. You tell yourself you're okay so that the world will believe you're okay, right? Mm-hmm. You tell yourself, oh, you're good. They don't have to see this. Like, everything's fine. Well, good. We, we can still wear the flat lipstick and the makeup and the heels. Right. Not that I do any of that stuff. <laughs> Because, yes, just so you know, I am not a makeup girl. Surely you know this. <laughs> but, like, we, we wear the things that make us socially attractive and acceptable and, and quote-unquote, perfect, living mm-hmm. up to that standard, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of, um, like, really saying, being honest and saying, I am a mess. I can remember, like, one particular moment where I, <clears throat> excuse me, I kind of just realized... And came to grips with the fact that I was hurting and mm-hmm. I was in really deep pain and I was not going to recover from that by hiding from it. Mm-hmm. The situation was that, um, Lord, I'm probably going to open a whole like hundred cans of worms right now. But <laughs> <laughs> the situation, and I don't think you've actually heard this story, Shirley. The situation was that um, there was a guy and <laughs> it was it, it was interesting because we had never really defined the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were essentially together for like four or five years. Um, and he cheated but didn't really cheat because as I said, we never really did define the relationship, but he mm-hmm. did cheat. Anyway, mm-hmm. he cheated um, um, had sex with another girl who just so happened to be one of my close friends. Oh, wow. And then we kind of like reconciled it. I forgave him. It happened again. And so all of that happening, like that that drama and that like all of that, I was kind of like trying to be the good friend right. and the loving partner and the good, also good Christian because you know that you're you're like it's right to forgive you know Mm -hmm. that um and so I was trying to live up to the standard of all of those things right good Christian loving Mm -hmm. partner good Mm -hmm. friend and I and so I was like packaging all of this hurt in a corner of my heart and leaving it to fester get ugly and gangrene and stank and gross and one day I was just like what whoa I don't even know exactly what happened Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like you said you wake up and you're like whoa what is what is this and I tend to like whenever things like that happen well actually I'm always asking myself questions but whenever I feel things like that I actually like take the time to really ask myself questions Mm -hmm. and I kind of began examining it and realizing that shoot this was left over from that Right. And I hadn't really dealt with this. And Mm -hmm. I am a hot mess when it comes to trusting people in relationships and 
like really allowing myself to be open to new relationships because of that pain that I'm still walking around with. And I've been hiding it because I've been ashamed of not being the good Christian, the loving friend, not genuinely being that because this pain is there. I haven't been able to genuinely be that to these people because this pain is still here that I haven't dealt with and I've been hiding from it this entire time. Right. So, um, yeah, there have been a lot of instances <laughs> where I've been like, yo, you really need to get naked with yourself. Get, I think actually it, what it really comes down to is getting honest, yes. getting truthful yes. with yourself, with God, with the people around you. Because, and I'm not saying that you have to show all your business to everybody because right. you really don't. Right. But like, you can't, you, you can't hide from yourself forever. You're going to break down. It, it doesn't work that way. We weren't, we weren't made to work that way. Absolutely. I totally agree. And, and I think it goes back to what you were just saying, being honest with yourself. Like, you know what? This happened to me. I'm feeling this way about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can forgive him, but I still need to deal with these emotions that, oh, yeah. I, that, that I have trapped inside my spirit. Like, you have to get that mm-hmm. stuff out because, like, it will literally kill you. And, and Chelsea, you know my story. Like, there have been quite a few suicide attempts. or And, mm-hmm. then, and then there have been, you know, even past, even past the actual attempt, there, there have been times when I, you know, it was constantly on my brain all the time because I hadn't dealt with all the stuff that was going on in the inside. And so yeah. for me, that man, that manifested on the outside as, you know, easily frustrated, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't mm-hmm. like those words. <laughs> <laughs> but so how did it manifest in your life when you were keeping all those things bottled up? How did that, that manifest into your physical life? Yeah, um, I I would end up, I'm, la- I'm laughing because I'm remembering what I used to do. And I'm okay. like, oh, child. Do share, do share. <laughs> I, I, you know, that moment in a conversation where there is an opportunity to take a real kind of like side eye, dirty, low blow punch mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. You, you, like out of like bitterness or, mm-hmm. or wanting to manipulate the person and have them feel like really, really bad about what they right. did. That's exactly what I would do all the time. <laughs> I am not judging you. I've been there. <laughs> like, for example, in that particular situation that I shared earlier, he and I would be talking and something would come up and I'd see the opening and I'd just like, I'm not supposed to take this, but I'm going to take it anyway. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> And then, and then what would happen is that the conversation would kind of stop and he would completely disengage, of course. Right. And then I'd get mad and I'd disengage. And the whole, we, we never... So you never really dealt with... No. <laughs> until, until I actually said to him, you know what? I need to take some time mm-hmm. away from you because I have not processed this and I haven't forgiven you. And I, I need space to do that. I can't keep talking to you. This isn't going to work. And so, did you think you had? Did you think you had forgiven him? Um, no, I knew I hadn't. Okay, <laughs> but but as I said, like I wasn't really even acknowledging that. I was kind of just like pretending like we were all we we were we were all right. Like I had I was 
kind of like trying and it was okay. I, I kept telling myself that we were okay. It was okay. It would get better. But as, assuming that forgiveness would happen on my part without a conscious and intentional releasing of what I needed to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I, so it would show up like that in, in that particular situation. But I mean, in other, in other ways, like when I fall short of my own standards, it can show up in like me getting like really, really depressed. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Depressed. Um, it, it can show up in me like being um, agitated and not able to focus on things. So um, I end up like trying to meet goals that I have for myself and then falling off mm-hmm. really easily and quickly. Procrastination mm-hmm. is huge in my life as a result of things that I'm hiding from. Mm-hmm. Um, and procrastination shows up in my guilty pleasures like tons of TV shows, tons of fantasy novels and Hallmark movies. Yes. Hallmark probably makes you even sadder. <laughs> well, actually, no. No, they don't. No. They, they, they usually, like... So it's not like the drama Lifetime movies. It's like oh, okay. the fluffy, gotcha. romantic okay. comedy. Foolish. Really, really dumb. But very, very happy-making Hallmark movies. <laughs> Like, they're stupid, and they're an absolute waste of time. But I, I end up procrastinating with those things because I'm hiding from the stuff that I, I, I'm supposed to be addressing right. or from the goals that I'm trying to meet because of the pain and the shame and the guilt that's there. So so how long do you typically stay in hiding, Chelsea? Oh, surely. <laughs> I know it varies from situation to situation. Yeah, it does. And I can... Um, <laughs> So I will say this, over the past three to four years, I've, as I said, I've, I've come to a place where I'm getting more and more honest with myself and more and more unashamed of saying the things and acknowledging the things that are still within me that I may not feel like I like or I may not feel good about. Um, and so because of that, I've gotten better at like, I'm hiding. I know I'm not supposed to be hiding. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and actually like acknowledging it and it out but I can spend a good solid weekend from like Friday morning to Sunday night maxed out on book after book movie after movie mm-hmm. TV show yeah, after yeah. TV show yeah. just like drowning my brain and my heart in crap trying to hide from what's really going on and then I eventually like at the end of it I'm like oh see that doesn't it, it made you laugh and it made you feel good in the moment right right but now you feel like crap and you feel like you just stuffed yourself with junk food like my, my soul literally feels like I stuffed myself with mm-hmm. junk food yeah, and I so yeah. then I'm, I'm like okay I was hiding you know like Chelsea you know you were hiding what is going on and I, I usually end up getting to that point anyway mm-hmm. It's just that I guess one of the reasons I go through the procrastination motions is because I want to feel good a little bit before I go dive deep into all the feel bad stuff. Right. <laughs> and, and I think I get that because like, like in all honesty, you have to feel bad before you get to that point yeah. where you're feeling good. And I think we're just not ready yeah. to go there. We're not ready to right. go through that like, door. A, a lot of it too, Cheryl, is hiding from pain. So, they, so we're not only hiding from the shame and the guilt of mm-hmm the choices that we've carried around or the things that have happened to us mm-hmm. or just the things that we've learned to hide and not mm-hmm. share but we're also hiding from the pain that comes 
mm-hmm. with all of that stuff. So hide the pain that comes from hiding, the pain mm-hmm. that comes from what happened to us, the pain that comes from what we did to ourselves, like all of that hurts. And it's not fun to explore necessarily. And so like it, it, it makes sense that we would procrastinate and hide from it. And, or it makes sense that we'd wallow in it. Cause another reaction that I have is like wallowing in pain. I don't, I don't even, I can't even begin to explain that one to you. <laughs> But that whole depression thing is so real. And surely you know. You know oh, that. I know. And I think sometimes it's because we want to punish ourselves for some ah, of the choices yes, that, yes. that we've made. Like, that's, that's we, we that's feel like, you know, I don't deserve to be happy because I did yeah. that. So mm-hmm. what do you think we can do? Because this 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 podcast, this movement is all about helping women make better choices as far as emotional mm-hmm. health goes. So what do you think mm-hmm. we can do to stop hiding? Like yeah. I know, I know it's like deal with it head on, you know, but mm-hmm. we know that ain't easy. So yeah. what what are some steps that we can take in your personal opinion that you think we can take that that say it, you don't have to hide to get rid of all yeah. this guilt and shame that comes along with some of the choices that we make. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, really glad that you asked this because it kind of circles back to something that I had wanted to say, but completely forgot to say. I think that one of the best ways that you can do that, it, it's scary to get naked by yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the scariest thing to admit to yourself that you are a hot mess. And sometimes it's also the scariest thing to admit that to people. But I think getting honest with someone who you know you can trust, like someone who is always looking out for you and always has your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. For example, like Shirley, when we hopped on this this podcast interview, like before we hit record, mm-hmm. you were sharing with me like your concern for me mm-hmm. and how much you were like worried about me because of some things that had happening had been happening in my own personal life that mm-hmm. I shared with you. And so the fact that you are like continuously expressing that concern and checking in on me shows me that you are someone I can trust with my nakedness. Right, right. And sometimes we have these people in our lives who are checking in on us and and being like genuinely interested and concerned about who we are and what's going on in our lives and or journey and we maybe write them off because we don't want to tell people our business right but if this person is consistently checking in with you and consistently expressing interest and investment in who you are and your journey Mm -hmm. it means that they are there for you come hell or high water like they actually Mm -hmm. care Mm-hmm. And uh, they are a person that you can begin to get naked with. And if you've never, if you've never like really been bare but honest with yourself, it helps to have someone there with you when you begin to dive into all that crap. Because like, if you start diving into that by yourself, it can get gnarly pretty quickly. And it's best to have a voice beside you, reminding you of grace, mm-hmm. reminding you of forgiveness, yes. reminding you yes. of love, um, reminding you to like love yourself and be gentle with yourself. Because we are or hardest critic like we Mm -hmm. are our most 
fear. Mm-hmm. And, and I like I'm saying this and I know it resonates with Shelly because I've told her this before and she has agreed. <laughs> we are, yeah. are our most severe punisher and mm-hmm. critic, especially as black women. I don't know what it is about us, but we can be so hella hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's this like this story that has been passed down from generation to generation since slavery mm-hmm. of us being strong and persevering and mm-hmm. being resilient and handling everything it doesn't matter what it is i don't know if, if that's why we are so hard on ourselves and push ourselves to handle everything and present that perfect front and always live up to that standard and to punish ourselves really harshly when we don't i don't know maybe that has something to do with it but, does. but i think even if you're not like and you don't have to also there's this concept of like we all we have to fix it all at one time like no you don't yeah. no listen i have fallen into that trap a million mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. i'm trying to fix everything that's a hot mess in this moment right now like okay look i blocked off saturday i need to <laughs> fix all my ish within this 24 hour period right. because monday is coming and i right. have work <laughs> but you don't have to do that you don't have Listen. to have a to-do list to fix your emotions we don't we don't work that way no <laughs> one second one minute one hour one day at a time it's not one overnight. exactly exactly one breath at a time one literally. breath at a time literally if you can just say in this moment, what's the smallest thing that I can be honest with myself about right now? Mm-hmm. What's the smallest thing that I can be honest with this person who I trust about right now? The mm-hmm. smallest thing. You don't have to dive into everything all at one time. But beginning the habit of getting honest with with someone who you can trust with your journey and with yourself and with God. Like those of us who have relationships with God and are like hiding from him, look, lovely. He sees all of it already. And he's, <laughs> Still, he is still so devoted to you. He ain't leaving. He ain't going nowhere. Even mm-hmm. though it probably feels like he mm-hmm. is not close, he is. He's closer than you think. He's not going to run from your mess. In fact, that's the whole reason why he died. So he could get <laughs> all up in your mess. Yeah. So he could get all up in your mess and help you. Absolutely. That's why he died, guys. Please yeah. do not. I'm sorry. I'm really passionate about this. Please do not let the cross of Christ be in vain. Stop hiding from him yes. please yes. Oh, okay i'm done i'm off the preaching girl you about to bitch up in here <laughs> like seriously because i know chelsea i have been i've been saved since i was 16 years old and there have been times where like i was literally hiding from god like i didn't want him to see this mess that i had made uh-huh. in my life uh-huh. and then there i was waddling in grief and shame acting like god didn't already know he already right. know what you did already know everything he already knows Girl, yes. Preach. Seriously, just like like looking at asking yourself, what's the smallest thing Mm -hmm. that I can be honest about right now? Mm -hmm. The tiniest thing. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. Be honest with somebody that you can trust with your journey. Just answering that question Mm -hmm. every day. Every day. Every day. Mm -hmm. That that is really helpful. Like sometimes um, when I I have a whole lot of ish going on Mm -hmm. inside of me, in my brain and in my heart, I ask Mm -hmm. myself, what's the most 
what's the truest thing that I can say right now? And and that really helps me get into my heart, into my into myself, into what I am feeling and thinking and experiencing. And it it opens up the floodgates for the well, maybe not let me not say floodgates. It opens up at least that might be a little scary. (laughs) Right, right. It opens up like a trickle for me to like start processing things and start moving through things, start releasing guilt, releasing shame. Just that one question. So see, I told y'all this girl coming with the liquid gold. Because like seriously, we do try, we do try and fix it all at one time. And it's just you like it's serious, but it's not serious enough for you to go in and say, you know what? I'm it's just like you go in for surgery. It takes mm-hmm. hours yeah, sometimes for them to fix, you know, whatever they're, they're, they're working on at that time. So that's yeah. the same thing, you know. And sometimes you got to go back. You got to go, go back. Sometimes surgery. Sometimes it's multiple surgeries. So like, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-mm. And that's the, that's the gift of time as well. It, that is the absolute gift and grace of the time that we've been given is that we get another breath. We get another day. We get another moment to be be more honest and more honest. As I was mm-hmm. like, I, I alluded to this earlier in saying that we have a soul, we have a spirit. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that spirit, that soul inside of us is eternal, which mm-hmm. means there's always more. There's always a more a moment of more honesty, mm-hmm. more truth, more light, more healing. So yeah. I, I, lo- I love that you said to just one small thing that you can be honest with yourself because I've never tried that, but I, I'm going to try it now because- <laughs> Because you know me, you've known me long enough. I want it fixed and I want it fixed now. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely going to try to. Chelsea, this has been so good. Like, it's, it's been so good. Like, liquid gold. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> I'm so glad. I'm really, really glad. Like, I, I also feel like this was a really good conversation. So thank you for having me. Yeah, mm-hmm. honey, you got to release some stuff too. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> But yeah, this this has been so good, Chelsea. I am so glad that you that you came on. Like when I asked you, you was like, "Yes." You know what? I don't even think I asked you. You was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be there." I didn't even invite you, and you just and here you are. So yeah, like Chelsea's <laughs> just that. Chelsea's just that kind of friend. Like she is so amazing. If you ever need some content writing, this girl loves word. Like for real, for real. <laughs> I do. <laughs> she loves words. So yeah, I just throw that in. She can tell you a little a little bit about that later. But Chelsea, before we wrap it up, mm-hmm. I have some rapid fire questions just for fun. Okay. So, number one, what makes you feel nostalgic? That is a great question, Shirley. <laughs> what makes me feel nostalgic? I think I love this question. Okay. So I don't know if you guys like know this or have experienced this, but in the morning, just after dawn or in the evening just before dusk there's like this 30 to 45 minute period of like golden light mm-hmm. and the place is just like everywhere just looks golden it, it's it's amazing if you can see it like out in a field because like it's almost like there's like literal liquid gold shining out in the sky um <laughs> but that makes me feel nostalgic because it brings me back to one of the best times in my life when I worked on a farm in New York um, for eight months and it, it was just glorious. So that makes me, like every day when I see that, it makes me really nostalgic. <laughs> so you worked on a farm, huh? Yeah, I did. Didn't I tell you that? I don't recall. <laughs> I 
worked at a farm and restaurant for eight months. And by the way, y'all, um, in case you couldn't tell, I am Jamaican. My Jamaican um, queen, yes. <laughs> so I, I studied in the U.S. for four years and then worked for eight months on a farm slash restaurant in New York. <laughs> Two, the most embarrassing trend you've ever given into. Okay, so I'm not usually one to give into trends. Maybe, and, and maybe, I don't know if this counts, but because it was like way after the trend was done but i gave in and watched twilight did you i, I did. never gave in to that <laughs> like everybody in my office when i was working everybody in the office was watching twilight everybody in my house was watching twilight i never yeah, gave no. into it well see when it was at the high point of all of the frenzy i was so annoyed i was like this is so stupid I'm not, no, no. Yeah. But then, like, like probably two, three years afterward, <laughs> I finally gave in. Huh? You couldn't help yourself. Well, let me see what all the hype's about. It might be interesting. And I, I honestly, the, the, the characters are really not my cup of tea, mm -hmm. but I think the emotional journey that the movies take you on is really good. I, okay. P.S., I hate the books. I, I like I looked at the books. The writing is disgusting. I'm sorry if that disrespects oh any Twilight <laughs> or Stephanie Meyer. Like, but no. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. <laughs> Last one. Honesty or sparing others' feelings. Honesty every time. Every time. Every, every time. time. Because people need to hear the truth. Yeah. No. Like you can find ways to speak the truth in love. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning how to do that, mm -hmm. but. You have to be honest. It, it doesn't, listen, I have watched enough movies and read enough books in my life to know that the quote-unquote thing of sparing people's feelings never works the way it you want it to. Never. <laughs> it will come back to bite you in the butt. Bite you in the world with yes. a big, ugly, dusty bite yes. every, every single time. time. <laughs> every, always, honestly. I'm the same way, Chelsea. I'm going to tell you the truth. You can hate me in the moment, but you'll thank me for it later. But I'm yeah, going to tell you the truth. All right, so... Finally, what are your parting words for our listeners? If there's one thing you want them to take away from this conversation, what would that be? I think, that? I think it's that thing of being honest that we were talking about, Cheryl. Like, just, it, it, it comes down, that's really what it comes down to. Getting naked is really about being truthful with where you're at, like, and having, and, and just deciding to, to acknowledge it. Just even acknowledging it, just saying in this moment, I am not okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just yeah. simply saying that, like, you're, listen, you're not going to fall apart as much as you think you are if you admit that you're not okay. You're not, I, I promise you, it's not going to be as horrible as you think. It, it might, it might be pretty bad. Don't get me wrong. It might be bad. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It might be bad, but it's not going to be as horrible as you think. So that thing about getting honest, it's really real. That has, yeah. That has literally changed my life. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and I can say it, it's changed mine as well. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chelsea is like amazing. I've said that a number of times. But um, Chelsea, do you have any upcoming events that you want our listeners to know about? Where can we find you in the online space? Put it out there for us. Sure. So if you have any kind of, online business or want to start something online feel free to find me on facebook it's facebook slash the chelsea wallace wait is that my facebook no that's not my facebook scratch the ace <laughs> <-E> of <laughs> 
Listen, we're not perfect up in here. We're not at all. <laughs> so scratch the HCE off the end. It's actually just the Chelsea Wall. W-A-L-L. <laughs> so you can find me on Facebook and like the page and follow me there. You'll keep abreast with what I have going on because that's where I announce all of my ish. So mm-hmm. check her out on Facebook. What else? I've said it a number of times. I'm so glad you're here. I'm been, so honored been, to be here. I know. You me. But so, yeah, we're going to get out of here. I'll have all of Chelsea's information in the show notes of this episode. So if you're driving, don't try and write it down. We'll make it no. easy for you, for you to access it. So, yeah. All right. We're out of here. Thanks again, Bye. But I'm taking my clothes off. Clothes off. Clothes off. Get naked, 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 get naked